Tandem Nomads, episode 268. Revenue is vanity, profit is sanity, and the business is more than just about surviving. It's about truly thriving. Hello, Nomad Nation. Welcome to Tandem Nomads, the podcast show and entrepreneurship platform where you can find great inspiration and resources to grow a successful portable business and thrive through any transition. This is your host, Emel Deregi. I'm a business and marketing coach and the founder of Tandem Nomads. Oh, when we talk about business, especially in Tandem Nomads, we talk a lot about marketing strategies. But there's one thing that I know is that we're often lacking as solo entrepreneurs the knowledge to manage our money. What I've seen happen often is that solo entrepreneurs make money not necessary profit, and therefore they don't pay themselves. And at the end is, what's the point of your business if you can't thrive in your business and actually pay yourself properly? So to talk about this topic, I'm really excited to have a great expert on the show today. And I can't wait to share with you her wisdom on the topic. Anna, Anna Moore. Anna, are you ready for this ride? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> oh, my God. We're t- going to talk about money today, Nomad Nation. But before we talk about that, I, I want to introduce you a little bit to who is Anna. So Anna is a very passionate and successful businesswoman, an international best-selling author who has dedicated over 10 years to building her own companies. She's the CEO of three companies, including a software LTD and foundations with initiative. She's a financial strategist and a mentor with a background in economics and psychology. She draws from a wealth of experience to guide her businesswoman from making a decent turnover and low profit to a high turnover and high profit. Her philosophy is that your business must allow you to thrive and not just survive. This is actually a fantastic summary to what we're talking about today, Anna. Oh my God, I can't wait to dive into this because I know that this is an area where we lack a lot of knowledge, especially women mm-hmm. I find, and this is something I'm very passionate about yes. and I'm getting a lot into lately, financial literacy for especially mm-hmm. women entrepreneurs. We're going to be more factual today with some pragmatic things. But before I go there, I would love you to tell us a little bit more about your background. Where are you sitting right now? Where you come from? And tell us a little bit about the motivation behind. You also have a global lifestyle and you move a lot. (laughs) So I know it's hard to summarize, but if you can get, get us a bit of a snapshot of who's Anna and the lifestyle you have, it would be great. So first of all, now I'm in Canada in British Columbia. I uh, live now near a beautiful town, uh, which is Kelowna, in Okanagan Valley. And just, it's beautiful. And this was one of my dreams. Like, first of all, I was born in a city. I originally come from Poland. I was born in Warsaw. And I was living in Warsaw, like, lots of years. However, I was dreaming about detaching my company from one place. So even when I started my different businesses, but even the business that I'm like, uh, that is most recognizable, uh, recognized now, I just started with clients from Warsaw. Then I figured it out that, well, Warsaw is too small for me. So I started to travel around Poland and I got clients from all over Poland. Then I realized that I'm going to the office just to... Uh, turn on Zoom or Skype because I'm all, all of my clients were outside of Warsaw. And then I decided that Holland is too small for me. So I started to travel around Europe 
and uh, getting clients around Europe first. There were like Polish people uh, that were living abroad. Then they started to recommend me to their uh, friends and their clients. Then I decided that my company basically is really ready and can finance my dream lifestyle in which I can live wherever I want. I decided to find my best place when I was like still a student. I was living in Germany and I knew that Germany is a nice country, but it is not for me. Then it was like 2014, I set up a company in UK. I was like traveling a lot to UK there and back. Then when pandemic started, everybody was on lockdown and I started to travel like crazy. <laughs> this was the moment when my business was uh, built in such a way that it was not touched by pandemia. So my business is pretty much unshakable when it comes to economic crisis. So for example, like lots of my uh, clients have had problems and even still they suffer from losses in their businesses because they decided to have clients only from Poland. And because of the war that is going on just outside of our country, prices went up so much that just people are not buying as often as they were. So because my business was designed differently from the very beginning, I could just decide that, okay, I want to move to Greece. I want to move to Greece. I want to move to the island. Uh, and for six months, I was uh, living on Crete. Well, surrounded like far away from cities so or far away far away from the biggest cities on Crete I was living in the mountains surrounded by goats and sheep in this like cute little villa with the swimming pool it was it was great for my kids it was great it is also quite important that I arranged the whole family life in such a way that we can travel my kids are homeschooled and they love being homeschooled they loved having their own tutors they loved you know, just develop their own like interests so we could just spend six months there then we decided that okay we will go to Poland for some time but we don't want to live in the city we want to move to the lake district in Poland and we spent three months there and then we decided that, well, we love lakes, we love forests, we love mountains, maybe Canada. <laughs> <laughs> and we moved to Canada. Basically, this is our base now. We moved here in uh, June 2021. And of course, we were traveling. So we were back in Poland for something like six weeks or so. My kids were in Poland a little bit longer because they wanted to spend some time with their grandparents. So basically, I spent last year here in Canada. I was traveling first, I landed in Ontario, and then I made uh, my biggest dream come true, which was uh, getting into the car with my kids and just travel across Canada. So I traveled across Canada from Toronto to British Columbia. It took us seven days, wow. <laughs> but it, it was amazing because of course, when we were traveling, we were visiting different parks, different cities. It was cool. Oh, my God. All right. So I could ask tons of questions about that. What a fascinating journey. But you're truly and I love that, you know, when we hear your story that you've done that with kids and the proof that it's possible somehow, you know, to, to do that even with kids. So this is amazing. I want to jump into the topic of today. So you're all about helping entrepreneurs make profitable profits in their business. When we met we're talking about the mistakes that people do. So we're going to talk about that here and share with you, Nomad Nation, some of the key mistakes to avoid 
in your business so that you can make true profit in your business and not just sales, because it's one thing to sell. It's another thing to actually be able to pay yourself and grow a sustainable six figure, six, seven figure business. So we're going to talk about that. But before we cover the mistakes, maybe there's one general question is, why is it that it happens so often that entrepreneurs make money, but no profits? I would say just look around. Everybody is about selling. There's lots of communication to the um, entrepreneurs that sales is the king. The only thing that you need to be able to do in your business is selling and for example what i really like in your business and in the communication that you have it's very responsible communication so when you're talking about marketing even the fact that we are talking today it's that you recognize that marketing and selling is not the only thing that you need to be able to do and these are the not uh, the, not the only skills that you need to possess in order to get to be successful However, if you just look at the market, it's all about, I will help you sell more. I will help you sell more. Selling is the most important thing. You don't need anything else. And the problem is that we as entrepreneurs, we have a kind of idea. We want to fix the world with our products or services. We want to just help other people. And we want to have clients. In the first place, we think about our clients. In the first place, we think about selling at all, which at first it is extremely important. You just need to start selling. But at the same time, you need to know what is the absolute minimum price that you can offer to the market. Because if you just focus on selling, and very often I, when I talk to um, business owners they, and, and I ask who, who's your client, they say, well, everybody who... <laughs> No. I'm laughing. <laughs> There's think, a nervous laugh. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's it. Uh, because like even in marketing, like you, you know that when you, when you prepare communication and ad or whatever, it needs to target somebody, mm -hmm. somebody that is specific. And I would say that, yes, you can have a great client segment. You can uh, know like the personality of your client, the problem. But in the end, you need to know the budget that they will have for your services or for your products. And then the last component is their budget, the level of their wealth that will allow them either to buy or not. And this is what also differentiates the client segment because just simply like everything can be in place except for the budget. This is not your client. And for people, it's so, so difficult that the money can just stand in the way And just, you know, can say, okay, I won't buy because I don't have money. And at the same time, we were in the situation so often as young adults or as kids that we couldn't afford certain things that just simply we want to allow other people to buy our products so we make them affordable. And the truth is that when you start the business, the business cannot afford selling things that, that have lower price. Yeah. That's a big one. Defining the price point is a big one for sure. Yeah. And actually, we might talk about this again. So that's a fact. And Nomad Nation, if you are resonating with that, I'm, I'm wondering if you're making money, are you actually making profit? And this is a question you need to ask yourself. One thing that I know is a little bit challenging is depending on which stage we are. And that's something maybe you want to be mindful of. We have people who are just starting out and then people who are like six-figure sometimes above. And I realized that the challenges are actually pretty similar. Would you agree with that? At the end of the day, I would have thought initially that 
you know, it's very different challenges, but it starts with the same foundations. Don't you agree? Yes. To be honest, uh, when I work with my clients, I have an impression that I'm working on the like foundations of the business, Mm -hmm. uh, that this is the basics that is obvious for me, but it's not obvious for my clients because nobody ever taught them. Mm -hmm. So just imagine a business owner that uh, has like seven figure business to be more precise, six million pounds of revenue a year mm-hmm. wow. and his wife needs to work full-time to support the family Crazy. because the salary that he can take out of the company is maximum two thousand pounds a month mm-hmm. he cannot take more just simply no so in order to support the family that have two kids and lives in London, the wife needs to work as a manager in a, another company. She needs to make another four, five thousand pounds a month so she can support the family. So what's the point of all this stress and all like, you know, like there is this kind of fish that when the fish is afraid, it starts getting bigger, bigger and bigger, but inside there's just the air, there's nothing there. Mm. So for me, those businesses are like this kind of fish. It's big, 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 but there's nothing inside. It's not filled well with nothing. Mm, Yes. Like there's no money is like a kind of like, you know, like a blood for it or yeah, oxygen blood, like Mm. just you need it in order to be, even not successful, just, you know, just to sustain the company. Right. And there's a huge level of stress in the family. But again, it's a really huge step because if you get used to thinking of yourself that you're successful because you have really high revenue, but at the same time, no profit, but you think about yourself as a successful mm-hmm. entrepreneur, it is very difficult to admit that this is not a success. This right. is the biggest failure. It's yeah. And so for many of entrepreneurs or business owners they, that they meet me and they say, well, I have great revenues. And then I ask about the profit. They don't want to talk with me. Mm-hmm. And I know already what's the problem. Um, and sometimes I'm just asking, okay, you have no profit. I understand there's no extra money for the company, but can you at least pay yourself like, you know, the money you want, the money you need uh, so you can like provide for your family and you can live the lifestyle you want to live. I'm not talking about luxurious lifestyle, just, you know, like a decent one, really the one that makes you feel comfortable, motivated. Yes. Just so you feel that you're, you're not a slave of your own company. Mm -hmm. And very often the answer is no. Mm -hmm. And the very often the answer is like, you know, I need two or three more years. And I'm like, dude, like really, if the company is calculated from the very beginning properly, you can make nice money quite quickly because you have the right prices if you have the right prices then you know what kind of products or services you can sell and at the same time if you have the price point you can choose the right client segment so from the very beginning you're targeting your products and services to the right client segment so from the very beginning you're making money right yeah and i think this is something that the earlier we tackle even when you don't make a lot of money the better it is, I think. And this is a perfect segue to explaining, okay, what is the number one mistake you see people do that leads them to that situation? Okay, so there are several factors that impact the absolute minimum price point that you can have in your company. And the first one and the biggest one really is the salary that you want to take out of your company. This is the biggest one because the price consists out of two elements. 
This is the unit cost of your product or service. And this is the margin. And margin is supposed to create pure profit for the company. Your salary is a part of unit cost. So you need to start treating your salary as a cost of your business. If you do so, first, you need to calculate the unit cost of all of your products, all of your services. So you need to know what's the absolute, at the same time, minimum price for your, all of your products. Then, like, first, you need to know what's, what's your own salary because you will like incorporate it into the unit cost. And the problem is that when we uh, work in a full-time job, we want to be paid as much as it is possible. It's obvious, we want to raise, we really like, we feel our value. Then when we are doing our business, it's like, all right, so I can resign from my salary for the first year or two. uh, So I do not create additional costs for my company because like, excuse me, like your prices, they need to be able from the very beginning to pay you. Of course, you won't have the salary you want like the first month. Yes. But if the price already has this component of your own salary, the right salary, then within six months, you will be able to pay yourself a decent salary. So the problem is that you need to calculate the salary properly. By properly, I mean you cannot downgrade your lifestyle. Mm. We downgrade our lifestyle. We say just, okay, I just need money for my bills. No, you need to calculate how much money you need in order to feel good. Very often I even say, just imagine that if you're like, if you have a spouse or you have a partner, that this person loses the job and you need to provide for the whole family. Sometimes it's good to push your company to this level where it has to provide for the whole family. So this is your salary. The company needs to provide for the whole family or the company needs to provide for your lifestyle. It doesn't need to be luxurious lifestyle, but it needs to be the lifestyle in which you feel comfortable. You do not, when you're like visiting, I don't know, a kind of restaurant, you do not really look at the prices of all the meals. You just take what you really want. If you want to buy a good wine, buy good wine. If you want to go to like, I don't know, to have massage three times a week, plan this. So just plan your salary for the next 12 months in such a way that you don't have to say no Mm -hmm. to yourself, to your kids, to your family, when it comes to all those little pleasures, because we're tight budget. We cannot afford to, I don't know, go to a fancy restaurant or to take our kids to a kind of entertainment parks or whatever. No, just plan it in such a way that you have the money and plan it in such a way that you have like a kind of buffer for unexpected expenses because my clients are always so surprised that the car is broken and just they needed to pay like several thousand for uh, fixing the car and next year they will be surprised that the laundry machine is broken and next year they will be surprised that the fridge is broken and next year like the following year they will be surprised that something's going on with the roof and then you have to do the renovation of the apartment and then I don't know you need like several dental appointments (laughs) just you know it's obvious that you need a budget for something that is called unexpected um, expenses Yes. So the first mistake basically here is really not thinking from the get go about pricing our product and services the right way so that we can be paid. And in fact, it happens that we start a business and say, okay, I can take it for a few months. I can take it for the first year, but then very often it becomes a habit and few years can't come and then we're still not paid. So I think that's 
a big one. So starting from the beginning to plan to be paid, I think just in terms of mindset can create the Mm -hmm. shifts that we need and the energy and the determination and the commitment that we need to make that revenue and create that profit. I think that's that's somehow a summary, a little bit of what I'm hearing from you for the first mistake. Yeah, this is the first the first thing. First, you need to know how much money you need for yourself mm-hmm. and then add tax to it. Yep. That's like obvious for me, but I will say that's add another, tax to it. We could go down the road. We could go far there. But I think that's great that you add that, that we have to add the taxes because yes. we're talking about profits and profit margins that should actually not include the taxes. Profit is after taxes. Yes, and I will just say that if you treat your salary as a, Expense. as a cost mm-hmm. as expense so add the tax to it right. yes so uh, like think that your company needs to make more in order for you to take the money you want mm-hmm. so add tax to it yeah. but this was the first mistake because like when it, i told you when it comes to the uh, absolute minimum price point that you can have in your company another extremely important thing and this will be the second mistake is planning or estimating the business costs for the next 12 months. Mm. Just the same is with your salary, um, with money for you. You need to estimate the cost of your lifestyle for the next 12 months. You cannot think about the past only because then you will calculate the price for the past year. Mm-hmm. However, like the prices of different things may increase. You may want to uh, invest in your company. So your prices, for example, you're calculating the prices on the 1st of January, you know that you will be buying, I don't know, a kind of online course, or you plan to work with a mentor, or you plan to hire somebody, whatever, like your prices need to bear all those costs, you need to plan the prices for the next year, and not for the past year, the past can help you in estimating, it can support you, but you need to think about the future. And this is the biggest problem, because here, what I say, I say, Think about the vision of your company Mm -hmm. just for the next 12 months. It's not for the next five years, 12 months, because the vision will cost you. I'm interrupting you here because I want to insist on something you're saying. And I want to give it the perspective I'm hearing, because I think that this is probably the most important thing. And the biggest mistake I have seen is indeed when you're saying you're not, you're just calculating the past and not the future is because, and tell me Nomad Nation, if you hear this, most often we'll look at our finances at the end of the year and look at how much we're spending the year, but we would never sit down and actually look never. I mean, those who, who struggle often, the reason is because they're not sitting down and doing projections like projections in terms, we often do projections in terms of business goals or sales goals, but not necessarily in terms of profit, but also projecting the expenses we might have. And I love when you're saying, look Mm -hmm. at your vision just for the next 12 months. What do you want to achieve? Even if it's personal development, how much are you going to dedicate in terms of online courses, of coaching, of like decide that ahead of time so that you know what's the budget you have for the year for yourself on top of all the other things that you might need in your business. And I think this is really important. Yes. You need to be proactive and not just responsive. So think what you want to do and decide that this is what you want to do. And you need money for that. When I listen to projections, you're absolutely right. 
But I know that uh, lots of entrepreneurs just listen, oh, projection, it's something that may happen or mm -hmm. may not. Uh, so the same with estimations, it's something that may happen. I said, no, 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 no. This is something you want to do. Mm. Okay, different things may happen on the way, but this is something you decide. This is your commitment. This is what I want to do this year. And I think this is the problem really here. So we are talking about the price and we're talking about numbers. And I know that underneath we have beliefs, we have here the mindset. I don't believe that this is possible for me. Or I don't want to make this commitment toward myself. What if I fail? Well, then you fail. Mm -hmm. Yes. And you will have to like. <laughs> Actually, you're failing anyways if you don't do yes. it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like just or like like one of my friends says, just suck it and move on. Mm. Yes. Learn your lesson and move on. But just do not force yourself to make your dreams smaller, to cut yourself just because you're afraid you fail. Either you will manage or you don't. Like we will see different things may happen, but first decide what you want. Mm -hmm. and decide that this is what you want and then calculate how much money you need. I love that. I love that. So what is the third mistake? So this is something that especially solopreneurs have problems with that because they think that the profit, this is money for them. And I would say no. Your salary is a money for you. And this is the cost. I'm not interested in like the legal entity that you have and that just you do not pay the corporate income tax. You pay only the personal income tax. I'm not interested in that. When you're calculating the price, you have the unit cost of the price and the margin. And margin is responsible for creating pure profit for your business. Of course, the profit can be divided in some extra money for you but look extra money for you because your salary was included in the unit cost of the product or service and now in the margin you have extra money for you and money that you want to generate for the vision of your company for the following year so imagine that in 2022 for example in january you recalculated your prices because there are different things that you want to do during the 2022 And then you decided that you want to start 2023 with a kind of profit because you know that in 2023, you want to have a bigger team. And it's obvious that you need to have the money in your budget just to hire those people to pay first salaries. Of course, you will adjust the prices again, but you need to have some cash flow just to be able to pay them before the company adjust to new prices, for example, or adjust to new sales volume, like whatever, yes? But still, you need to have some money if you want to grow your company. You cannot just take the whole money for you. I mean, sure you can, but you drain the company. Mm -hmm. This is why I said, please be really precise when it comes to your salary. Plan it as a, the cost of your lifestyle and not just the cost of the most necessary expenses. So then when it comes to the margin, there is something that will be like some extra money for you. Rest of the margin will create profit for the company, for its growth, for investment. Because that's important as well. I think it's about yes. paying ourselves, but also having not only cash flow, but actual money to invest in a business. Yes. Just imagine that the company is like a child. You need to feed the child so the child is healthy. <laughs> If you just give them absolute minimum amount of food so they can just survive 
Right. <laughs> but you might also need to put some money inside for their studies, for their future. I don't know about you, but I think it's important to have money aside for the business in case of any yes. unpredictable, because there's not only our unpredictables yes. as individuals. And Well, just think about pandemia when it mm -hmm. started for three months, everything was locked and you had your costs. Even before like the whole the support of different countries started, like you needed to support your company for something like three, four months. Mm -hmm. And there was like huge number of companies that went bankrupt. Mm -hmm. And this is the sad truth about entrepreneurs they are on the survival level. They live from like one month to another. They have no savings. Like we know that as a, uh, as a person, you need to have some savings or you need to have the opportunity to organize money. So you need to have somebody that will uh, lend you the money or like you need to have it just in case you need some more money because something happens. But in the business, no, very often we're just draining the company and we're not leaving there any cash, just for the grow or if you need uh, money to cover different business expenses because of lockdown, for example, or anything else that can happen. This is so good. So we could go hours into this. We already covered <laughs> so, so much. And I think we'll probably have you again to go deeper because <laughs> I have so many more questions I'd love to ask you. But just to end here, is it one, is there one thing we talked about the mistakes, but is there like one thing you would recommend that's the easiest thing to do, even as a small business right away to be able to start with the right foundations to build real profit? Yes. In order to build your business strategy properly, you need to know what kind of prices you should have in your business. So don't think first okay, you have a kind of business idea, you have ideas for products, for services, but do not start with building the service or creating the product. Mm -hmm. First, go into numbers, check the, uh, the salary that you want to have, check all the costs, like estimate everything. And then just think about the sales volume that will be really possible for you to reach within the next 12 months. Mm -hmm. Because then if you just divide all the costs by this uh, number of clients that you can have or you, it will be possible for you to reach. Like think reasonably, not like as, a, oh, I will just sell thousands of, no, you won't. I mean, I wish you could. Mm -hmm. However, usually like we need time to make, um, to have more and more clients and to sell more and more and more. So first take like the most reasonable sales target because then you will see the price point the absolute minimum price, even without the profit, yes, without the margin, the absolute minimum price that is that will guarantee you the break-even point. But at the same time, you will be able to take the money out of your company in the form of your salary. And then you can start thinking, okay, so how should I build my service? It should cost this much. So should it be like more like a premium service? Or maybe something like uh, like a regular one. Should it be maybe something that, I don't know, like a really great online course or a really great like product, but just you will have an idea of how much somebody will have to pay for the product or for the service. So then you can build the service properly and then you can target the right clients. So you're not having too low prices because once you have too low prices, you're targeting the client segment that can afford your prices. Yeah, so important. And this is something that I've seen so much. And Nomad Nation, if you listen to this podcast, I think having now the more financial 
uh, reasoning behind my whole messaging about making sure to never underprice your product or services, because that I've seen so often being done, especially when starting out, but even down the road, because it becomes a habit, it just becomes a habit of always mm-hmm. coming from a place of fear instead of looking at the numbers and being reasonable with that. I see a lot of people saying, I'd rather price my product or service a bit lower to have more chances to have clients, but at the end, you're actually losing money more than anything else. So it's really important. So before we say goodbye, could you let us know how you work with your clients? As you can see, uh, this is work that is customized, is tailored because the situation maybe is different in uh, different companies in different, uh, when I work with different business owners, there's like a team behind my back that is doing different things for me. This is it, like what we are doing now, uh, we are making the businesses financially stable, predictable, and profitable uh, by recalculating the whole business, uh, recalculating all the numbers. These are not just costs. Um, So if we can work one-on-one, that I can just go deep into the business, we can talk about what's going on, what do you want to do in the future, and then we can just uh, recalculate the prices and I can teach them, my clients, how to draw conclusions out of all the numbers because you're not calculating it just for the sake of having it but the most important part is not even like understanding how all the numbers work because my tool will recalculate prices for you like once it is built for you it will recalculate prices and everything in your business for you but the most important thing is to know how to draw conclusions out of the numbers so you can immerse the whole strategy into numbers. And then when you're creating the marketing strategy, you know what are your sales targets. Uh, You know what is your um, client segment. You know what you're selling, what you can sell, what you can't. So this is what I'm doing when I work with people. Amazing. So we'll put all the information in the show notes of this episode. Where's the best place to find you, Anna? The best place would be my website, anamariamore.com. If you go there, you can read more about problems that I solve. You can read more about the possibility of uh, consultation. You can read more about like different articles that will also alert you when it comes to different things in your finances. Excellent. Thank you so much. And Nomad Nation, if you want to find all the information, I will put the link of Anna's website on the show notes of this episode on tandemnomads.com slash 268. Anna, This was such a pleasure to share this moment with you. I could talk hours with you. You made me fall in love with numbers. And thank you for that. (laughs) Thank you too. Thank you for the invitation. Uh, It really means a lot to me. I really want women and not only women just to be more aware of their numbers. I love it. Thank you so much for your great passion. Nomad Nation, I hope that this episode inspired you to look at numbers in a different way and embracing them as part of the journey for you to truly build a profitable business. I can't wait to meet you in the next episode. Stay tuned to turn your challenges into great opportunities.